Good evening, I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. It's nice to have you here. Um, if you're one of our uh, many, many, we just did our, our numbers and looked at them. And um, gosh, we are like reaching 279,000 people a month or something like that. And a lot of you are new followers, are new people who are finding us. We can tell from the statistics. So if you're out there and you watch us, please follow. Just hit the follow button and then it'll notify you when we're there. And that would be a really great thing to do. Somebody who follows me everywhere and all that I do is Kim Stark. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I, I do. I worked at KEZI and then Kim worked at KEZI. Right. It's true. And we were at the gym together. Now we're here together. And I also heard you're going to do a little war. So we need to talk about this. You're going to do what? A little war with Bill. I yeah. want to hear about this we, war, well, war. You know, Dr. Bratlin, um, you know, one of our sponsors, Chris Dental and my dentist. And uh, he, he had mentioned the other day, he goes, you know, we had to brighten up Bill's wardrobe. And get him some Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> and yeah. I thought that would be so funny to buy Bill a I bunch of Hawaiian shirts. And so I brought it up last night. And um, Bill has done some research. And he's he's oh he's fighting back. Okay. Oh, okay. All so right. I don't know if he's anti-Hawaiian shirt or just so <laughs> pro-flannel. Flannel. Okay. I'm, I'm pro-flannel, obviously. Yes. You know. I have flannels. Okay, so, let's see what he has to say. So we'll have to find out more about what Bill's <laughs> talking about, what that is. So Kim, tonight on the show, um, it's Elements of a Healthy Life. And yes. the young woman we were going to talk with, she couldn't do it live. Um, oh, okay. So okay. I taped it up early. Um, okay. But I think you're going to like it. So Elements, they have how many? Oh, hi, sweetheart. That's Kim's. <laughs> That's Kim's healthy daughter. Um, so tell me about the elements they have. How many how, how many gyms do they have? Well, that's right. Okay, Elements has three locations. So they've got the one in Springfield, they've got Oakway, and then they've got the one in West Eugene with an indoor pool, outdoor pool in, pool in Springfield. So it depends on your style. Um, the, the sauna that I know you miss, the steam room, all that fun stuff. So three locations. And tonight we're talking with someone who got fit there and has changed her lifestyle. Can't wait to hear about her story. She, she actually like... Um, she took spin class from Debbie, one of the hardest teachers. Oh yeah, planet. she is hard. And she said she'd never done spin and somebody <laughs> talked her into going. So she went. Um, nice. I love and, that. And, oh, here's something cute. Ryan says he buried, they buried his dad in his favorite red flannel. Oh yes. Awesome, okay. Ryan. We already have one vote for flannels. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we should do. Like a little poll and find yes. out what you guys think. So we yeah. want to hear Wait, what Bill's. <laughs> yeah, like Bill's doing the news. You yeah. say, should Bill be wearing flannel or Hawaiian okay. shirts? And we okay. want to know what you think, because then I will put it in the get real with Rick Dancer budget and get him like a bunch of flannel. He would never wear it. He, Let's he, see what we think. Get him some flannel. Weigh in, you guys. Tell us what we should do. What he should do. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's got another topic in the news that we're going to do another question on for people to get involved with. After mm -hmm. that. So here's um flannel <laughs> two for flannel i'm not surprised let's yeah. see all right so let's go let's check in with bill and uh oh our other sponsors tonight elements health club we got chris daniel family dentistry and buck sanitary service at the end of the show we have an interview tonight also with jesse lee she's a country singer from estacada nice. and she's going on this truck convoy the american hold on the american freedom convoy 
Ooh, okay. And they start this one's starting in Washington. There's one in Oregon that's going south. Washington's coming through Montana. So tomorrow night at four o'clock, I'm going to be live. Your time, four o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Um, or I think it's three thirty, but it'll it'll signal you if you follow. It will signal you, and I'm going to go to where they're all the truckers are pulling over near Bozeman. Yeah. Oh, how cool! And talk with them. I've already set up some local people who've contacted me in Montana, and we're going to go cover them. And then I'm going to try to rush back to Livingston because it's coming right through the the town of Livingston. And then wow. the show might be a little late tomorrow. I don't know. Okay. It's going to yeah. Be We'll have to wing it. Oh my gosh, Kim, we are getting like grace. Okay, another flannel. Flannel, I mean, come on. We're We're in the Pacific Northwest. Northwest. (laughs) Linda, I totally agree. Dr. Brown is going to lose. But that's why we need Hawaiian shirts for our vitamin D, right? To pretend we're there? I don't know. I like something different, you know? (laughs) Um, Kim and I are very pro Bill in Hawaiian shirts just because I could see him. He put it on and he'd go. I could totally see him. This is so ugly. I know. I (laughs) I can picture him already. (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's check in on the news and find out what Bill's got going on. Who puts up with this? That's what I don't understand. Bring the lion out. Bring the, bring the lion. Um, tonight on our show, we're going to have... Hey guys, don't you think it's kind of fun that you get to comment on the news? There's a cost. Oh yeah, there's a cost. People come after you. Like, I think that's why this is so much fun is because... We'll see you at five. Good evening from the News Radio, 1120 AM and 93.7 FM KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London, co-host of The Wake Up Call, heard Monday through Friday morning, 6 AM to 9 on this fine radio station. And yes, I am wearing flannel. I know, Dr. Michael Bratland and Rick were talking about, oh, we need to get Bill some Hawaiian shirts. I prefer flannel mainly because I like fabrics that don't melt. And secondly, I prefer fabrics that are not made from Russian petroleum products. It's a personal preference. All right, here's some of the stories we're following. A massive 40-mile convoy of tanks and vehicles appeared to bog down on its push towards the capital of Kiev in the Ukraine on Tuesday, while residential areas of Kharkiv, Ukraine's second largest city, were being pounded by Russian shells. The Russian military advanced through within 15 miles of Kiev's center amid signs that troops are running out of gas and food. That, at least according to a U.S. uh, Defense Department official. Russia has committed about 80% of the combat force that President Vladimir Putin deployed to invade Ukraine. Ukrainian resistance is continuing and it's helped stymie the advance, according to an official with the State Department who briefed reporters on the condition of anonymity to discuss intelligence findings. It's also possible the Russians are pausing to regroup and also reassess their attack, which so far hasn't been going well. Ukrainian President Vladimir Mir Zelensky said he spoke with President Joe Biden today concerning Russian sanctions and defense assistance to the Ukraine. Other than that, and that they spoke for 30 minutes, no other details were given, although Biden is expected to speak about the crisis in Ukraine tonight as part of his State of the Union address. Russian strikes on Kyiv's TV tower killed five people, wounded others, and damaged the Bobby Yar Holocaust Memorial Center. Now, the Ukrainian president said that a powerful barrage and missile hit the center. Now, the Nazis shot tens of thousands of people at Babi Yar, 
including almost the entire Jewish population of Kyiv. And according to the president, he tweeted, to the world, what is the point of saying never again for 80 years if the world stays silent when a bomb drops on the same site of Babinyar? Zerensky tweeted, at least five people were killed. History repeating itself. Oh, Oregon is getting so tough on Russia. The Oregon Liquor Control Commission directed operators of Oregon's liquor stores to stop selling Russian-made distilled spirits, and they say that they have sequestered the remaining supply of Russian spirits in their Portland warehouse, and liquor stores started removing all bottles of Russian-made liquor from their store shelves, and the OLCC has stopped fulfilling orders of those products from their warehouse. And they say it's because of the economic sanctions against the Russian government to try and bring the conflict in the Ukraine to an end. Now, Stan Pulliam, who is running for governor, brought up a great point today in a press release, and that is all of that liquor has already been paid for. We've already bought it. It's paid for. The Russian distilleries have already gotten the money. All right, taking a look at your legislature, because, well, we have to do that. Is Senate Bill 1556 dead? It's beginning to look like that nice, fat pay raise that Oregon legislature has wanted is not going to happen. Not because the Democrats want it to die, but because voters are angry. The appearance of lawmakers raising their own pay, a step that Republicans are opposing, has held little appeal for legislative leaders in a year that already looks challenging for incumbents. And Democrats want to hold on to their supermajority and have the hopes of a Democrat being elected to the governor's chair. And they've apparently realized that the optics of doubling their salary probably wouldn't sit well with taxpayers who are being hammered by inflation. The bill is now in the House Ways and Means Committee, where bills go to die with no hearing currently scheduled for that bill on the docket. As a result of the possibly ignominious death, three veteran House Democrats jointly announced they wouldn't seek re-election this year in light of the failure of the bill that would have doubled their pay and provided extra compensation for child care. The three state representatives, all Democrats, Karen Power, Rachel Prusak, and Anna Williams, said they could not afford to work full-time for part-time pay. In a joint statement, the three said, How much of a check on power can we be if we earn a base salary of less than $33,000 a year? Rhetorical question. A check on whose power? Now, Powers, a Democrat from Milwaukee, is an environmental lawyer and chairs the House Committee on Early Childhood and is the vice chair of the House Judiciary Committee. Prusak is a Democrat from West Lynn and she's a nurse practitioner who chairs the House Health Care Committee. Meanwhile, Williams, a Democrat from Hood River, is a social worker who chairs the House Human Services Committee. You don't get to be a chair of a committee installed by your party by challenging the status quo or the powerful in your party. You get to be the chair by being an obedient foot soldier doing what your party leadership tells you to do. In politics, it's called staying on the reservation. In the private sector, it's called being an ass kisser. 
House Bill 4002 is probably one of the more contentious bills, at least as far as legislators are concerned this session, and it would give overtime to Oregon's farm workers, something that most farms are opposing, many saying it'll cause them to fold. Representative Shelley Bossart Davis from Albany is submitting an agriculture overtime proposal from agriculture communities to find a unique solution to meet the needs of Oregon's farm employees and preserve the state's agricultural sectors. The plan would offer state money to essential farm employees with a $50 million grant and protect their health and safety. With the proposal, employees would have new overtime earning opportunities while providing farmers and ranchers with flexibility for crop harvests dictated by time and weather. The plan proposes overtime pay at 48 hours and with overtime at 55 hours during a limited period when harvesting is the busiest. Salaried workers, many who need flexibility to care for livestock, can make a base salary exceeding $36,000 in rural counties while earning overtime pay when they work more than 55 hours a week. Representative Bossart Davis says our farm workers and our farms are facing a myriad of headwinds from skyrocketing inflation to shipping costs to decreasing commodity prices due to competition from other states and countries. We're proud to answer the call to find an Oregon solution. Democrats have not responded. Illegal aliens facing deportation because they've committed crimes in Oregon, including felonies, will get help from taxpayers under a bill that moved through the Senate Judiciary Committee, chaired by Eugene Senator Democrat Floyd Prozonsky, and it has made it to the Senate floor. Senate Bill 1543 will use taxpayer dollars to foot the bill for the deportation lawyers of illegal non-citizens, including those who've been convicted of felonies like murder, rape, domestic violence, sex abuse, and kidnapping. In the Judiciary Committee, a Republican amendment to the bill was rejected that would have ensured those who'd stood accused and convicted of felonies would not receive benefits under the Universal Representation Program. It's estimated the taxpayers already pay over $26 million a year in prison costs to detain criminal illegal non-citizens. Senate Bill 1543 appropriates another $10.5 million to pay for their deportation defense. The bill's passed along party lines, 17 to 8 on the Senate floor. It's now going to go to the House. Well, this look at the news has been brought to you by a variety of sponsors. And now it is time for Rick to finish his couch surfing and bestow upon us a little dose of real, a little teeny dose, but by God, it's a strong dose. It's <laughs> it's street level dosage. Did he say distill? <laughs> yes. I'm back here making vodka since Oregon is so progressive oh. and we're, we're banning the sale of Russian alcohol that's already paid for. So it hurts no one in Russia. It only hurts the people in America, you know, here in Oregon, who yep. already purchased the alcohol. Good God, how stupid yep. are we? I love how, did you see some of the comments? It's like, yeah, but he's still purchasing, we're still purchasing oil. Yeah. We, we, why don't we give up if you really wanted to put the hammer on, I guess we could start doing uh, producing our own oil again and stop okay. buying it. And then I'm sure the money that we're paying them for the oil is helping them to fight their war against the Ukraine. Huh. It's all such bullshit. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. It's so sad. And yet, all you have to do is watch the media 
and everybody, you know, I'm sure I'm not President Biden right now is selling his story, trying to get those freedom-loving Americans to yes. back the Ukraine. It Meanwhile, is continuing insane. to buy oil. Yes, exactly. Oh, my gosh. It's so bad. The states should stay out of the farmer's business. People are paid based on the value of their work. Oh, um, oh, I think we're talking oh, yeah. there about that, that story. New yes. farm bill that passed today. That's I'm trying to get somebody to come. There's so much news that. today, <laughs> and then back to the vodka swallowtail. Swallowtail here in yeah. Springfield better, better than, than the <laughs> Russians. I would 100% agree. All right. And Russian oil and watch the war come to an end. I mean, <laughs> wow. But, well, but do we then we'd have to start producing our own oil in America and yeah, putting yeah. people it's, back to work again. And that we no, can't. Oh no, that solution would never work. It's way too well, easy. It is kind of laughable. It's like it's vodka and you know, know. some other things, but and it's like that I is mean, that is not even that's like a drop in the bucket. That's like yeah. so stupid. It's yeah, like, cracks me up. I'm glad. <laughs> we're getting all kinds of Olympia vodka as well. Well, I, we, yeah, we have a lot of choices of vodka. Now I'm well, seeing some that I haven't heard of. <laughs> you know, Kim, I, I think we're learning that our audience is a very vodka, <laughs> vodka rich know, audience. Perfect day for it because it's Fat Tuesday. So I know there will be a lot of drinking going on tonight. So I think these people are ready. A lot of eating and drinking. <laughs> so Dr. Um, Dr. Bratlin is taking out some new ads on KPNW. Oh, and boy. So I'm playing them every night since he's one of our sponsors. So take a listen to this one, Kim. <laughs> This is Dr. Michael Bradlin from Chris Dental. Too many good people are leaving Oregon. Why? Because people like you and I have sat back for years and allowed these radicals to slowly take control. They have infiltrated every aspect of our lives from school board members to governor. Well, I say this stops now. Let's take back Oregon. Stop talking about change, actually do it. Why? Because if you are like me, I love Oregon and I'm not leaving. <laughs> oh, I like it. He's, yes. you know, he speaks his mind. I love it. I love it. I mean, let's, I wish, I wish more people would do that. You know, what's funny about that too, and he, he was mentioning schools is we did a survey, even just with our school. And it was like, not even close how many people are so against the masks mandate right now. And they said, oh, let's take a poll and see, is anyone concerned? No, we're not concerned. <laughs> we're, we're ready for the masks to come off. <laughs> yeah. And you have to wait another two weeks. Kathy has a point here. The point of not buying Russian vodka is just showing support. That's all. But Kathy, shouldn't we be doing more than just some showing support? Yeah. I, mean, I think there's real things you could do. There's yeah, real there are things, things you can could do. put the screws on mm -hmm. and to stop this. And this just seems so, it seems so America. It's like, yeah. oh, I want to feel good. So I'm going to show my support. Instead, what did you have? You had a place. I'm going to go yeah, back and so there's a place here. That you want to do something that like really shows awesome. support? Right. Five different areas you can go to to actually help Ukraine. And that's just one of many I came across today. But yeah, um, this link right here will do. take you guys. Yeah, you guys go on here and check this out after you vote for Bill's shirt choice. And check this article out. It tells you several ways on how you can help. Because I know people are saying, what can we do? What can we do? So here's something you can really do rather than just hurting local business because by making up some dumb thing about vodka. Yeah, it's great to show support, but it's not going to do any good. That's the problem. As long as we feel better about it, that we feel like we're doing something, that's how America has turned. It just drives yeah. me insane. Right, yeah. So it's time for us to talk about healthy living. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Healthy living. Okay. So I know we're talking about vodka. We're talking about um, Flannel, but, <laughs> Hawaiian shirt. We are well-rounded though. We yeah. are well-rounded tonight. We have all sorts of topics. Okay. So speaking of healthy living, we talk with elements and we, we came up with this idea to feature a club member um, or a community member, by the way, you do not have to belong to the club to talk about just what they do to stay healthy and um, how they kind of change their lifestyles. And so Rick found a gem tonight, Ashley, who's going to tell us how she kind of made a turnaround for her own life and got healthier after having kids so you actually sat down with her all right let me play sarah's commercial and then we'll get to her clubs you get more than a workout you get results driven fitness and nutrition help no matter where you're starting in your health journey you get luxury club benefits like a heated pool hot tub sauna steam room and wellness centers you get academy level group training classes like hit boxing trx and barbell strength and your kids get childcare centered around movement with activity and a purpose you get three convenient locations with one membership. All the amenities of a luxury health club with the membership prices of a neighborhood gem. Elements Health Clubs, we are more than a workout. And joining us now is Ashley Hensley. Um, I know Ashley from the gym and she has more tattoos than I do. That's how <laughs> you are. <laughs> I look across the spin room and I go, oh my gosh, she's got some great artwork and stuff like that. So Ashley, you, you tell people kind of what you do and what you kind of a little bit about your life. Uh, so I am a mom. I have a five-year-old boy who's very active. Um, I'm born and raised in this uh, great community here. Um, I am a nurse at McKinsey Willamette where I was actually born as well. So no, really? Yeah, total hometown girl um, here. So I, uh, I love this community and I've gotten involved recently in a great place called Elements. And how, so I'm going to show a picture because I think this is really inspiring. So how, what's, when were you, when was the picture on the screen right taken? So that was, I think, believe it was the end of 2020. Um, and that was me at the heaviest I've been in. I don't know how long. And that was actually right after a run um, at on Priest Trail. So what was going on with you that, that you got heavy like that? Um, well, I, I gained quite a bit of weight with my pregnancy. That's part of it. However, my son is five, so I can't completely blame that all on that. Um, I, I don't know if it was just work stress or stress in general. Um, you know, I am one of the people who likes to eat my feelings. And so I did that quite a bit. Um, working in healthcare, being on the front lines with COVID, um, you know, we developed a lot of unhealthy coping mechanisms and the stress. I mean, everybody knows what the stress is with COVID, but um, so I, I would tend to eat my feelings and I didn't want to go outside. I didn't want to be active. When you're heavy like that, it doesn't feel good to be active. Um, it's uncomfortable. So I kind of just got myself in this vicious cycle where I just kept eating and sitting on the couch. Going day to so day. how did you, what, what happened to, because I'm sure there's a lot of people watching in the same thing and they call it COVID weight and there, and, or, you know, and there's many, many things that happen to be different things. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I came from a family, my, my mother ate her pain, you know, yeah. all the time. It was when she, when she couldn't deal with life, she just ate and got heavy, but she never made the decision that you did. Something had to flip for you. What, what was the switch that kind of went, Ashley, <laughs> here we go. Well, I mean, there's changes in my personal life and I finally just, I woke up one day and I realized like I wasn't, I wasn't happy. I didn't like the way I felt. I didn't like that everything hurt. And so I kind of had this realization that, um, especially being a nurse and being in healthcare and being on those front lines and hearing over and over again, I mean, 
I don't want to get on the, the COVID soapbox, but one of the big risk factors that we've seen is obesity. Yeah. That's where I was. Um, and realizing that I wasn't the best version of myself. And so, you know, I've, I was active when I was in high school. I had gotten out of that swing for many, many years. Um, and I had a friend who invited me to go to the gym to try a spin class, which when I was that weight, I thought there's no way in hell I can do that. <laughs> Um, and I just started going on Fridays to Debbie's class. Um, and I started doing Sarah's class on Saturday and it kind of just kicked off this, this change in me where I started to like going in and pushing myself. I started to see the weight come off. Um, my husband is a runner. He's done the Eugene marathon a couple of times and he got me out running. That's where that first picture was. I was out trying to run. Um, at that point I couldn't even run the distance or the length of a song at that point. Um, so it's just, you know, getting active, getting back in shape. I just did a nine mile run yesterday and that's the most I've ever ran before. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm addicted to it. I'm hooked. So how has that yeah. changed your, how has that changed you and your husband's relationship? Um, well, we, we both realized that we really wanted to focus on health and having a young child, um, you know, you want to set a good example of what health looks like. Um, and so making sure that we're trying to eat right and make healthy choices and showing him that being active is just a part of daily living. Uh, he's a very active child. He's actually going to do the duck dash. He did it last year. He gets to do it this year. Oh, seriously? Um, so we want, yeah, we want to encourage him to do stuff like that. I mean, we take him hiking on Pisgah. Um, we just want it to be part of his life and for it to feel normal. Um, so we're trying to set good examples for him. And then for me and my husband, you know, I'm, I've never thought of myself as a runner, but something about being out there with him and being able to run, he's my pacer right now. He's going to do the half marathon with me in April. Um, it's really brought us a lot closer and being able to focus on overall well-being. Um, it's amazing to have a partner who supports that and does that with you. So when you, when you know there's people out there watching and going, I just can't um, get up and do it. What do you say to them? What do you, how do you encourage them to, because it's not easy. I mean, it's, no. it's, it's, it's a change. It's a life change. It's huge. It really is. And you honestly have to start with these small, I started with small, realistic goals. I went for a 10 minute walk after dinner every evening. I mean, I had to start with something that I knew I could do, um, whether or not I wanted to do it. Sometimes, you know, I, there was times when I just want to sit on the couch, but I still got up and did it. And I started creating healthy behavior that just felt normal after a while. Um, you got to start small. You got to, you have, you have to make goals that are achievable. Otherwise it's not going to work. And then when you, so you take Debbie's class, you get into Sarah's class and then something, the magic, I think that I found at elements and in any gym that you go to is when you connect with people, that relationship, then it makes you feel like you got to come. You know what I mean? When people start yeah. knowing, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're, it's like a family of people. Yeah. Elements is incredible. I have, you know, I've never really been a gym person, but, that gym is, it feels like family. It, I've never felt uncomfortable when I've been there. They're always inviting. They're always welcoming. And I mean, obviously Sarah is just, Sarah is an incredible person. Um, I've started training with her every Monday. I'm also doing nutrition coaching with her. Um, and then we kind of touch base outside. She's actually, I mean, I can't say enough good things about the amazing person that Sarah is. Um, she's always just this very inviting welcoming person with a huge heart and she's so authentic that it it makes me feel like what i'm doing 
like I'm gaining my power back, you know, yeah. I'm gaining my health back. Um, and she's right there with you every time, every step of the way, encouraging you, supporting you, being your cheerleader. It's, it's pretty incredible. So they say that the biggest part of your workout starts in the kitchen. How true is that? It's huge. You, I mean, what's the phrase that I've heard? You can't outrun your fork. <laughs> no matter what physical activity I'm doing, I know that it has to, um, I have to have my nutrition dialed in. So I do a lot of um, like intermittent fasting um, and clean supplementation, meal supplementation if I can. Well, um, Ashley, and if I better. thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Mm -hmm. And um, I, yeah, you, you, you're doing great. Um, you and your husband are tough. I've seen you in Sarah's hit class on Saturdays. That is a blast. And that's, I think that's, it's, isn't that for me, that's also the thing is shaking it up. Don't get into too much of a routine with your exercise, get into a routine of going, but find different things to do. Cause then you like you're now you're running and it's like, so then it just shakes it up instead of going, Oh, I'm going to go do the same thing again. You know, exactly. All right. I will talk to you later. Thank you so much for doing this with us. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. So thanks, uh, thanks Ashley and Sarah for setting that up. Um, yeah, Ashley, what a great wealth of information is like, it starts in the kitchen. You can't outrun your fork. <laughs> it's going to always catch up with you and you just have to commit to stuff, you know, and I think and make it a be when it becomes, I think when it kicks in, it becomes a lifestyle. Then you've arrived because then you, you know, this is just something you're going to do. It's not like I have to go to the gym. It's like part of your day. So, um, Again, we want to thank Elements Health Club for uh, providing the places for all of us to do this sort of thing. All right, now back to you, Kim. <laughs> that was super cool. I love that she shared her story because I know she was a little bit nervous about doing that, Rick. Yeah, when, I, when she said you can't outrun your fork, I, I was like, that is the, like Matt just said on here, Matt Kendall, uh, that's the quote of the hour, you know, yeah. <laughs> Because I think that's what most people do there where I see people, you know, I remember I used to see people at the swimming pool. Um, they go swim for an hour and then I see them in the McDonald's line and the drive. Yeah. It's like, oh, and that is not, you know, you can't out that, that what you put in, you have better be burning off at least what you're putting in or you're going right. to gain. That, you feel like you're doing so much and burning so much off. And then it's amazing how quickly it goes right back on with so little. Um, so it is a constant, it's a constant battle. And I know uh, for some people more than others, but it is such a part of life. Like she said, now they're getting their kid out there. Her husband already runs. They do it together. Like you and Kathy do. It's, I think it's so much better when you have someone to do it with and like becomes, you know, the kids, they think it's weird if we're not exercising. They're like, well, I'm grumpy if I'm not right. So mom, what's wrong? Oh, you haven't worked out. And then you get that, that when you do it together, I have a lot of friends who are guys or they'll tell, they'll tell me you're real lucky Kathy works out because when you're doing it together, like when we go on vacation, you know, we'll, yeah. we don't do it at home. We don't do it together because we argue um, right. just to be really honest. When we go away, we'll run together or we go swimming yeah. and we have that time. We do it. But you at home, we are not the best. That's been the little hard part about being in our little world because we're yes. you know, around each other with that. Yes. You guys don't have much space there. <laughs> just my little office. Yeah. But I have one more interview and um, and then you but you don't have to stick around because I know you got kids and stuff to do. We're going a little long tonight. But yes. we, I, there's a girl named Jessica Lee and she's a country music singer from Estacada, Oregon. I love and it. I got word. I've been connecting with all these folks from I always have to look American Freedom Convoy. These yeah. are truckers and business people. Um, one guy I talked to today. We're going to talk to tomorrow. He's in um, Helena. He's going to be I'm going to meet him in um, in uh, Belgrade and all okay. the trucks are stopping there tomorrow 
And so I'm going to interview him there, but he's taking generators, all kinds of supplies from Montana back there for these farmers and for people that need it. And that's what these folks are doing on that. And I'll find out more on this convoy, but Jessica is going to go along. Jesse's going to go along. Um, and her guitar player, they play a song for us, which is why it takes a little longer here. The the interview's going to go along. They're so good. And they're going to go along and do concerts along the way. That is so amazing. For people. And she wrote a song in this that she's going to play that she wrote about the McKinsey or the fires in Estacada and Oregon. Mm -hmm. It's just a beautiful song. So um, I'll catch it or or catch it. But thank you for coming on. Yeah, I will be watching. I I know I hogged all the interviews today, but they had to be done. (laughs) You were, you were doing other things. You have we other took them from me, so can it I say? It's nice having you on here so you can kind of banter. And I know, stuff. exactly. We were still talking. And I'll get you back. I'll line it up for Thursday. We'll have some stuff. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll see you later. Bye, guys. All right, you guys. And here's that interview with uh, Jesse Lee uh, from Estacada, Oregon, heading out on the American Freedom Convoy, Convoy today. She was headed. We got her this morning before she went. Many of you know there's a and joining us convoy called the American Freedom Convoy going from the West Coast to Washington, D.C. Jessie Lee joins us. She's a country singer um, from Oregon. Estacada, the big town, the metropolis of Estacada, Oregon. And she plays regularly down in uh, Eugene and Springfield as well. And you're going, you kind of had like a moment with God and you decided you're going on this, you're going on this convoy. Yeah. So um, my my guitar player, Jim, is going to be joining us here in a minute. But um, so, yeah, we uh, we are usually insanely busy um, and we keep ourselves kind of just packed full. And we had planned on being in Nashville to do some recording this month. And that last minute got pushed back. So about two and a half weeks ago, uh, the the producer called me and he said, hey, some of the players aren't available that I really want for this project. So we're going to push it back to April to make it um, all come together. And so I called the band and and I was like, hey, you know, I'll try to pick up some last minute work. I just ha- haven't had time to do it yet. And um, just within a day or two, Paul with Flag Called Freedom called me and we connected last summer through another series of crazy events. Um, but he ended up bringing the flag out to use at one of our shows and it was such an incredible thing and we connected and got to know each other and we used the flag at a bunch more events. So he called me and said, Hey, um, would you like to be, is there any way you could kind of be an ambassador for the flag to go along with this convoy? I think the convoy is standing up for, for what, um, what I believe in and, and, uh, and what the flag is for is to, um, you know, stand up for our freedoms. And so he said, I can't go, but is, is there any way that you can? And so I was like, well, the craziest thing is I actually have a little bit of time right now. And um, so we thought about it and prayed about it and things just kind of kept aligning for it to um, it to make sense for us to go give this a shot. So um, yeah, we decided it was about four days ago when we officially decided, <laughs> yes, we are going. Um, I was in Nashville at the time. We were at a radio conference and um, getting all the details and the plan. And so in, in between sessions, I was stealing away to the hotel room for a few minutes to try to figure out if it was going to work to fly back and then basically just drive back to where we were. But, right. so, um, so you're going to be in this convoy, but you're going to be a little bit ahead of it. Cause you're going to do some concerts along the way. 
Yes. So we're going to meet up with um, with the Oregon start in Troutdale and then um, they're stopping in Pendleton. We'll probably stop for a little bit tonight and then um, we'll keep driving because tomorrow morning there is a rally in Boise. So we'll be meeting up with uh, truckers there and um, a bunch of folks and the lieutenant governor is going to be there speaking. So that one's going to be a, a fun um, event. And so we'll be uh, singing a few songs and we're we're going to be uh, uh, taking the flag out at that one. And we're really excited about that. So we're going to be running sound. So we're going to show up early to that while the truckers go through and um, and see all the people waving flags on the overpasses and stuff. And I'm, I'm getting goosebumps like this. You know what I mean? When you're talking like that, it's like, what, yeah. so for you, what is this? What is this convoy about? So I, uh, I, um, I'm still, I'm still kind of getting a grasp on the depth of everything going on. Obviously, um, the kind of overarching theme is the anti-mandates. Just let them do their jobs and let middle-class America do our jobs. And um, you know, most of the the biggest things have passed, but there are a lot of us still dealing day to day with effects of these mandates. And um, and that's something that not a lot of people are aware of how much it still is affecting a lot of the small business owners. And, um, and so that's a big part of it. But there's also a whole lot more going on, especially in Oregon on the West Coast with our natural resources and, um, and more and more legislation being passed, passed through that's making it harder and harder for our truckers and even just our middle class, our small business owners to survive. And so um, so really it's an overarching theme of standing up and saying, we need to be heard. We need right. our government to start listening again. And, um, and we can't, we can't survive much longer with, um, with things going the way that they are. And Jesse, don't you think for a lot of people in America that it's also about the overreach? Um, you know, we, we, we saw it happen with the pandemic. We saw it happen with mandates, with masks, with vaccinations, people losing their jobs, which by the way, most of those people, even though the mandates, uh, the masks are going away, their jobs still are gone and have not been, nobody's calling them up and rehiring them. So the, the casualties, and I think what I get from a lot of people is now it's going on with all these house bills in Oregon and Senate bills trying to get, get get a hold of the timber industry and natural resources. So they keep grabbing and grabbing. And this is an attempt, it seems to me, like people to just say, stop. We need to yeah. we need to stop and take a breath and 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 remember, you know, who we are as Americans. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's a hundred percent um that's a hundred percent what it is. It's uh we we saw it personified through COVID, obviously. We saw this huge overreach, but that doesn't happen in a day. It felt like it happened in a day, but it's it's been happening systematically for a long time because we have con continually just sat back and gone, well, all right, it's only it's only a little extra tax or it's only a little this or a little that. We can we can change things here and 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 make it work. We can survive, so we're not going to make a big fuss. Um, and so we've we've put up with a lot of a lot of this slow overreach for a long time and then the pandemic hit and it and it was obviously a a huge thing um but it's uh i think so many of us are are fearful that this isn't the end it's just the beginning because we now have allowed that much overreach we allowed them to 
continue doing this for this long, well after we had the information we needed to decide for ourselves what kind of risk we wanted to take. And we continued to let them um, overreach. And so that we've now set this standard that that's how, what we're okay with. And that's, and that's also something that we have to now rein back in. And the only way to do that is to do is to stand up in a, in some kind of big way. To show solidarity as, as people, you know, and I, I, I was telling you earlier, I saw a, a news reporter this morning talking about president Biden's speech tonight um, about the Ukraine and the wars going on over there. And the reporter was saying, you know, what the president needs to do is appeal to the freedom loving Americans. And I went, what for two years you've been canceling us you've been shutting us down you've been telling us that, that that's the new f word you know and and now all of a sudden you need people who love freedom because that's what ukraine wants they want what we have and have given away and now here's what we're doing i mean it's insanity so yeah. i just says and i love the fact that you guys are doing this and then i found out, i was really excited today i found out someone here in montana notified me but the, you guys, the convoy, you're coming right down 90, right through Livingston, Montana, where I'm going to be. So I'm either going to do, I'm getting some truckers from here locally that are joining in. We're going to talk with them either live. I'm just going to have to figure it out. Like the whole show's, I'm going, okay, everything I was going to do is going to be out the window because we're going to do this. So when you go through Livingston, would you just wave, Jesse? Yeah, yeah. Okay, just, just wave and you know say, hey, Rick and Kathy, what are you doing? You know, yeah. we'll be out there somewhere. Hey, so... <laughs> I know you're like a, you know, a country music singer. So do you have something you can just like kind of play a little bit for us? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll actually have my, my guitar player. So that's, I've gotten very, I, I've been doing this forever. I've been writing songs forever. Um, but we've been writing, we've been writing a little bit differently lately. And, um, I've been in the habit of not learning my own songs, which is really, <laughs> you're, a you're a busy woman. It's well, and my guitar player is bonkers and next level. And he does things that I'm like, I'm never going to be able to do that. We can't write the song that way because I right. can't even play that chord. But we do it anyways because it's nice and pretty. Um, but uh, hey, Jim, can you uh, come? Come on in, Jim. Come on in, Jim. Come um, on in, Jim. So we'll play for y'all. Um, this is so. Howdy, uh, Jim. That needs to be tuned. This is this is Jim. Nice to meet you. How's yeah, going? good to have you, man. He's, hey, yeah. Thanks for having us. He's Yo, gonna be gosh, my pleasure. Joining, we're gonna be playing songs. He's gonna be doing. I was just happy to hear Jesse when I called her, and she says, "Oh, I follow you all the time. Don't worry yeah. about." <laughs> yeah, Jim was like, yeah, "You do, man." I Rick was like, Dancer? "Oh, you have an interview with Rick Dancer." <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I'm, now my new name is Montana Man. Montana Man. Yeah, he he moved right, to right. Yeah, all the cool people over in Montana. Uh, yeah. Um. So we uh, during 2020, like obviously, um, I've always been very, very much uh, pro America. I've been always um, tried to make it a point in my shows to talk about our military and our police and our firefighters, first responders, um, the people putting their lives on the line to keep us safe. Um, 2020 kind of put that on steroids with everything that went on. And then, um, when we hit the fires, it was, um, that was such an incredible, crazy thing. And it was terrifying, but it was also, um, really amazing to see the way that our community came together and, um, and all of the locals, no matter what their profession was, their background was, they came together to fight for something 
um, bigger, which was to save our town and the people who were evacuating and everything else. And at one point during the fires, the firefighters um, had to listen to instruction, which was to be pulled out um, because the two fires were supposed to merge and um, and take out Estacada and Malala and um, who knows what else. But uh, so they they had to leave and um, our, our local state and they held lines and they really it was an incredible thing. They saved our town. Um, and I called him. He was dealing with some of the same stuff down in the in the Springfield area. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, "Hey, when this is when this is done, we have to write a song." Because um, the idea of a small town fight has been something that I've thought about forever. Just watching the football boys and um, so many of my friends and family going off to the military and going in to be police officers. And um, and so it was something that I wanted to do. And then I watched it in action. Um, happen September of 2020. So we wrote a song about it and that's the song. Um, this is one of the ones that we have been, um, we've been touring on and been really proud to share with, with our country and the way that people have responded to it so far beyond Oregon has been, um, has been a really incredible thing. So it's called small town fight. We'll say, okay, you go for it. I'm going to get out of here for a sec. Yards left, just grass and sweat. Overtime, two minutes left. Defending that win means everything to this town. Each Friday night, it's what we knew. Home field and out of town too. Cheering them on was all that we could. That's a small town fight. Signing up and then shipping now. It's time to go. There ain't no doubt. Who's left behind? We hate to see them leave. Calls and we depend on them. I ride to Afghanistan. The red, white, and blue was sewn on to their sleeves. Our warriors, their defenders, not afraid to hold the line. When we need to come. Together, they always choose what's right, because that's a small town fight. Home or away, there will always be a fight. We'll battle this together and we'll be all right. Hometown tragedy strikes, the fire burns. 
through the night. They say it's a lost cause, better pull back the crew. Our town stayed and they fought through. Cause leaving that line isn't what we do. We held this ground and saved our little town. so awesome I, see, I, live, I live up the mckenzie and so my wife and i were evacuated for a, a week and when we left our house um, we cried because we thought you're giving me tears in my eyes because <laughs> we thought we were never going to come home yeah yeah house and all the people that fought for our house and for our lives you know and people like that and then you think of all the people that lost their houses and stuff mm -hmm. and that that happened in the middle of this pandemic um, and what I said, you know, I kind of just go on, but, um, you know, I think what that fire did for all of us in Oregon was we saw hope again. We saw yeah. people really putting down their bullshit mask crap and yep. just, and then it was about helping it, people taking a chance to help each other again. And you know what, Jesse and you and, and Jim, I, I hope we go there again. I think maybe. Um, we've learned something and maybe it's not about us and them. It's about uh, just all of us. And if we can put down, you know, the, our, our battle cry and, and, and stop looking at this as a, a you know, two sides, that's what they want. They want to divide and conquer us. Yeah. And that's the, and that's the whole flag that we're traveling with. Yeah. yeah. And dude, Hey, just a sec real quick. You play, that is beautiful guitar playing. Yeah. I was listening to going, I was watching him going, Whoa. She's right. That guy, that dude is good. Well, no, I love you. you know what I love? Cause I played guitar when I was younger, you know, uh -huh. but how your fingers, they dance. Uh, cause I, I could see really well. They dance on that fret mm -hmm. and you, and you, I mean, then there's a feeling that you get from that. I know this isn't like about the, this isn't, I'm not your critic or whatever, <laughs> but it's like, I was, that, that was totally enjoyable. And I, I wish you guys um, the best thank when you, you go back there and thank you for doing this for those of us who can't. Um, yeah. And and I hope people pay attention um, because while the world's at war, um, there's another war and that's for our country. Um, yeah. And for that freedom that um, that all those people fought for. Um, yeah. And, and hopefully we're going to get back there. Yeah. And like you said, that um, the fires, despite how how tragic it was, um, it, it brought us together in a way that I'm hoping this convoy does a little bit of that. and. And I have had some people comment and reach out and say, I can't believe you would you would do this. I won't listen to your music. And I just respond like this isn't this isn't meant to be political. Please consider um, just taking a step back and just, um, you know, watching some of the stuff that we put out, because our goal is to just shed a little bit of light that this isn't a political issue. This is us 
trying to stand up for our country, stand up for our freedom. And if anything, it's it's meant to try to reunite us. And that's our entire goal with going out with the flag that no matter what side you're on, even if you're there to to protest the event, hopefully you'll take a moment and come touch our American flag and have a moment with all of us that where we can come together. And that's um, that's that's our goal. That's our mission. And um, so hopefully hopefully anybody out there that, um, you know, no matter what side of of things are on, they'll they'll join us along with the journey and feel included and welcomed with what we're doing. Well, you guys, thank you for doing this. Thanks for taking the time. And um, when you get back there, get if you have time, and I know you probably won't, but get in contact with me when you're done, because I'd love to know what you experienced, like what yeah. that felt like. You know what I mean? Because I think people need to understand that part of it as well. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right, I'm going to shut this broadcast down. Just stay there for a second because it's okay. kind of awkward because it sits there for a second. But I'll I'll kill it as fast as I can, and I have to be careful <laughs> saying that because YouTube will shut me down because I said kill. Oh, oh no! He said the I word. Oh! <laughs> All right. Good luck and thanks again, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. See you later. It's good. Time. Yeah. <clears throat> so again, we want to thank our sponsors, Chris Daniel Family Dentistry, where everyone is welcome. Elements Health Clubs of Lane County. Uh, where it's more than just a gym; it's a lifestyle. <clears throat> Buck Sanitary Service, where uh, they rent out porta potties and uh, wedding venues, uh, beautiful showers and bathroom units for wedding units. I just want to say one more thing. Do you remember? Um, I've been in Oregon my whole life, so I remember back when <clears throat> we used to fight for our communities together. I remember when you used to fight for what was good for the community, not what you wanted. I remember when we didn't come on um, media services and and uh, and and try to to dig at people. I remember we didn't judge people because they had different opinions. I'm so sick of people coming on my page and I don't care because I'm going to continue to do what I do, but coming on and trying to backhandedly um, discredit uh, my opinions. Um, you have your opinions and I have mine and we all are welcome to our opinions. It used to be in this country and in Oregon um, that you could express your opinions and people would let you and they gave you grace and tolerance for people to be, um, have different ideas. Um, we've lost that and I hope we can get it back. And, um, I'm going to keep talking about that. You know, the more you push, the more I'm going to just keep talking about what I want to talk about. And I'm going to bring out and, and, and pose positions, um, like how stupid it is, um, to symbolically throw out alcohol, hurting business people. Um, when, when we really could do some big things, like stop buying oil. There's some things we can do that really could affect it. And I think when you do little half-assed things like that, um, it belittles what's really going on in my mind, my opinion. So that's where I'm coming from. And there's real things we can do um, without doing public relations, like we're probably getting on the, all the TV stations tonight. Um, you know, but anyway, so tomorrow uh, we will be coming to you live from the convoy as it comes through Montana. Um, I don't know when that's going to be or where, but we will be there around there. Um, 
Oh, Karen, go to get out of here. I'm going to take your comment off. Karen Rice is on here and you, you have no idea what you're talking about, Karen, you know, and you, so you, you can't come on and say, I'm against this trucking thing. And here's why you have to call people names, which is what people do in junior high school. And so we appreciate you bringing middle school to our show tonight in your comment. We really do appreciate that. Um, so we will be doing the convoy tomorrow. Um, and then we also have an interview with a senator from New Hampshire. Um, who's going to be at the end of the line when these truckers arrive. He's going to be talking with us. And also Paul Romero, who is running for governor. So we're going to try to get that all in tomorrow somehow, and we'll figure that out later. <clears throat> Oregon, unfortunately, you cannot agree to disagree. No, J.R. Davis, you are 100% right. Respect is a two-way street going on someone else's page and vomiting on it is not respectful. That's right. And Karen, uh, you just shown your true colors and I'm not going to post your thing. I'll just go take you off. Maybe we'll block you tonight. I'm kind of sick of you. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Again, um, we'll see you tomorrow.